mag-surrender kayo. O gusto ninyong mamatay. Dalawa lang. The date is September 4, 2019. President Rodrigo Duterte speaks from inside Malacanang Palace. His administration is under scrutiny for corruption inside the new Bilibid prison, where inmates can supposedly buy freedom by paying off prison officials to release them on Good Conduct Time Allowance or GCTA. Sila ay pinaboran. Special treatment, ikanga. I'm talking about this system of quote-unquote GCTA for sale. Duterte swears he wants to correct this. He says, inmates convicted of heinous crimes should never benefit from GCTA. The problem is, thousands had already been freed on GCTA in previous years. So on that fateful day in September, Duterte issues an ultimatum to heinous crime convicts. Surrender or die. By the end of his 15-day deadline, Duterte says police can begin to arrest people. I do not need to have a warrant. I will just order them. And so continues a rising trend in the Duterte administration, a trend of warrantless arrests. The boldness of Duterte's statement, his confidence that he does not need a warrant, is backed up by a crucial man in his cabinet. There is a law as related to us in the cabinet meeting by Secretary Guevara. Duterte cites Justice Secretary Menardo Guevara, the secretary whose every policy, action, statement, and movement I monitor day in and day out. They have uh, enacted that law. It's for us now to implement. I am Lian Wan, and I cover the Justice Beat. In this podcast, we will discuss controversial policies of the executive, gaps in the law, and court decisions that shake long-standing principles in the legal profession. This is the second and final episode of the War on the Law series, where we focus on the Department of Justice, or DOJ, and how it has provided a backbone for Duterte's War on the Law. The revised penal code is clear. Good conduct time allowance, once granted, can never be revoked. Let us listen again to the president's speech explaining how his chief lawyer Guevara armed him with a legal basis for this move. There is a law as related to us in the cabinet meeting by Secretary Guevara that when you are released based on a wrongful interpretation or a faulty construction of the law, you can be arrested anytime. First of all, there is no law. What Guevara provided Duterte are two Supreme Court decisions, one from 1967 and another from 2001. In both cases, the Supreme Court orders the re-arrest of a freed convict. Because the decision deals with specific cases, they are not automatically binding on future cases that have different facts, no matter how similar the circumstances may be. The most that the decisions can do is boost the legal arguments if ever a petition is filed. Duterte, however, does not bother filing a petition to get an arrest order. He just goes ahead and orders it. After all, he has the support of the Justice Secretary. And so in the early hours of September 20, 2019, the police launch an Oplan Tokhang-style manhunt for more than 2,000 prisoners Duterte wants to be arrested. What you heard are the voices of women in Tondo that morning. The women 
awakened from their sleep by cops, say their target is dead. The government's list, it turns out, is very flawed. It includes dead men. It includes acquitted men. It even includes Janet Napolis, who was listed as having been convicted of rape. She's not. She's convicted of plunder, and she's not free. In the next days, there's more confusion. Even convicts who are qualified for freedom return to the national jail out of fear. In a chance interview on September 26, 2019, Guevara is visibly proud of this. 1,900 lang yun nasa listahan. 2,200 plus yung sumukuyin ka. Hindi ba phenomenal yun? Hindi ka naman pinapasuko, sumuko ka. But the new beloved prison was not prepared at all for the return of thousands of convicts. Yun ang pinakamasaklap sa amin. Pinasalo-halo kami yung pati yung minimum. Mm-hmm. Ang tao, pinatuhinayaan nilang matulog sa kalsada. Yung tulugan namin, yung una, talagang inaagusan ng tubig. Kung pagkain nila, hindi, talaga, hindi ko talaga kayang kainin. Those are just some of the stories of returnees we talked to. They say they slept on the streets at first. Back inside the jail compound, they still slept on the wet ground. Men hardened by life in prison, they say the rationed food upon the return was hard to eat. At least four returnees die inside given the harrowing conditions of the national jail. Again, we go back to the president's speech on September 4, 2019. I take full responsibility for this. And all consequences connected with this decision will be mine and mine alone. I am ready to be investigated and I'm ready for an impeachment. And I'm ready to resign if warranted. Guevara's legal service to defend warrantless arrests started a year earlier, in September 2018, when the president wanted to jail the person who gets on his nerves the most. I will not resist arrest. I will not escape. So, We're talking about former Senator Antonio Trillanes IV, a recipient of a presidential amnesty in 2010 that absolved him of the crimes of rebellion and coup d'etat in 2003. But in a shocking proclamation, Duterte unilaterally takes away Trillanes' amnesty because of a simple reason. Suddenly, his application form cannot be found. In the proclamation, law enforcement authorities are ordered to arrest him. Guevara calls for a press conference on September 4, 2018 and we ask him, where is your warrant of arrest? Sir Lian Buan of Rappler, sir. Sir, does the proclamation have an effect of a warrant or kailangan pong mag-apply ng DOJ ng warrant of arrest sa isang court? The proclamation has directed uh, all enforcement agencies to apprehend him. So, uh, he will be placed in custody. But little did reporters know that that same afternoon, the DOJ had actually applied for a warrant of arrest before a Makati court. Also that same afternoon, Judge Andres Soriano of Makati delays a potential warrant by setting a hearing for the DOJ's application. But it seems they want Trillanes jailed. And fast. So Guevara backs an alternative for Duterte. Maybe they can apply a military arrest for Trillanes, a former soldier, that needs no court warrant. On the night of September 5, 2018, I text the Justice Secretary about the DOJ's application for warrants. And he responds to me, quote, no need for warrant in a court-martial, so maybe that's faster. But the military arrest does not happen. Trillanes avoids jail. With that, Duterte shows his displeasure with the armed forces. 
Ang sinasabi ko lang sa sundalo sa Republika ng Pilipinas, just be careful. Just be careful na yung pagsagwatan ninyo dyan sa Magdalong. Bahala kayo. Inyo. If you want a, another president, fine. Fast forward to April 2019. A series of videos are uploaded on the internet. Ako nga pala si Bicoy. Hindi ko tunay na pangalan. Called the Ang Totoong Narcolist Videos, a hooded man named Bicoy accuses Duterte and people close to him of involvement in the drug trade. Law enforcement begins a manhunt for Bicoy. Instead, they find a high school graduate web administrator called Rodel Jaime. Jaime says he took a side job where he would get paid to upload the Bicoy videos. On April 30, 2019, the National Bureau of Investigation searches Jaime's house. Agents arrest him without a warrant. Under the rules of criminal procedure, warrantless arrests are only allowed if the person commits the crime in front of an officer, when there is probable cause to believe the crime has just been committed, or if it's a prisoner escaping from jail. But Jaime was only being investigated for cyber libel. So again, we asked the DOJ, is the warrantless arrest of Jaime valid? Senior Prosecutor J.P. Navera calls it a hot pursuit. Let's listen to Prosecutor Navera as he explains it during a press conference on May 6, 2019. At the time of the search, at the time of the surveillance, those statements were still online. So yes, uh, actually, uh, if, if you really think about it, a continuing offense was being committed by the respondent. Navera utters the keyword, continuing offense. In extraordinary circumstances, if a person is being hunted for invasion or rebellion, the crime may be considered a continuing offense and the warrantless arrest may be allowed. Over time, the DOJ breathes new life into the definition of a warrantless arrest, providing much leeway in determining what a continuing offense is. On July 2, 2019, Guevara threatens a warrantless arrest against members of the CAPA ministry accused of scamming investors. The complaint against them at the time was violation of the securities code. That's a continuing offense. All right? You don't need an arrest warrant for that. So we were curious, just what kind of crimes can be considered a continuing offense that will subject people to a warrantless arrest? For one, Guevara says, cyber libel, just like Jaime, or even potentially, journalists. What if you're being sued for graft? Is that a continuing offense? What if you're being sued for estafa, as thousands of Filipinos are? In that exchange, Guevara rules out estafa as a continuing offense. But the DOJ did allow the warrantless arrest of a man sued for estafa. His name? Dr. Brian C., the owner of a dialysis center accused of scamming state health beneficiaries and defrauding the government of claims in the process. Take note that Duterte had gone on national television to say this about C. I'll tell the NBI arrest the idiot and I will bring him to Malacanan and I'll ask him. Days later, the NBI invites C to its headquarters but when he shows up, he is arrested without a warrant just as Duterte had ordered. C files for a writ of habeas corpus, but he does not succeed, and the DOJ keeps him detained. 
C is released only five days later, after he is charged in court and after he posts bail. Just how dangerous are the DOJ's new standards for warrantless arrest? Let's go back to Justice Secretary Guevara's explanation for why CAPA members can be arrested without a warrant. He mentioned something about the crime being committed in front of an officer. That is worth noting. It's provided by law, that is, in flagrante delicto, or caught in the act, one of the elements of a valid warrantless arrest. It's there, uh, being committed continuously. So it's being perpetrated in the presence of a law enforcement officer, assuming that they continue to solicit. But he does not limit the definition to just being caught in the act. Guevara, as well as his prosecutors, always use the term continuing offense. I talked to human rights lawyer Ted De, former spokesperson of the Supreme Court. He says the theory of continuing offense is dangerous. The flaw in that particular theory is that the only way you can arrest someone without a warrant mm. under Section 5A is it must be done in the presence of mm. that person. The other thing I think they're relying on is the continuing the offense. And that, I think, is the, the one that's a bit more dangerous because the continuing crime means that the elements of the crime, as long as they happen uh, across various jurisdictions, various territories, you can be arrested at any time because the crime doesn't stop. That's the part that's a bit more dangerous. During this time, in July 2019, when President Duterte was delivering his State of the Nation address, I sit in a panel during our special coverage with our executive editor, Maria Reza. And she asks me, what has caught my attention in the last year? The answer to me is clear. I want to put the spotlight on the Department of Justice because they have found some probable cause in some cases that has raised the eyebrows of many lawyers. I say later in the panel, the Department of Justice needs to be watched. I hope you keep watch too. In the next episode of this podcast, we will discuss rights, laws, and you guessed it, special powers in the time of the coronavirus. Stay tuned, I am Lian Wan. Follow us in our social media accounts for more news, videos, and podcasts. Thank you for listening.